Giant Monsters Podcast, where the hosts truly believe that that's where you hit them, the weak spot, their throats. I'm Rob. I'm Cameron. And today, we're talking about Black Scorpion uh, yeah. from well, 1957. On, yeah. I want to clarify, not the yeah. 1994 TV show, which is very cool. It's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. Maybe someday. Someday. Not this day. Oh, one day. I would love, uh, we should do a signals for it someday um but hey okay uh you'll notice there's we're down we're down a man there's a man down we have an m-i-a-k-y-l-e wait no yeah Yeah. Uh, kyle is currently watching uh uh gvk uh in theaters which got a a re-release in theater a theatrical release finally uh so he's he's vibing with that uh, and uh, it, that means it's up to us, the playful boys, to talk about the black <laughs> the scorpions, sons. the silly sons. Uh, oh, that's good. I like that. Um, but hey, before us silly guys get to talk about this movie, we should probably talk about the news. Yeah. Um. So Kyle compiled some stuff, and they sent it to me, and then uh, uh, I got a follow up message, which was just, "Wow, that's a lot." <laughs> uh so uh so i'm gonna try and go through here uh and uh we're gonna we're gonna crack open a a cold news starting with the boys and when i say that i mean to say that julian holmes uh famous uh for directing the boys has been announced as a second director for the monarch tv show i don't know what a second director means i don't know if he's just like just a director a in addition. Episodes. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's like, like John Favreau directed some of the Mandalorian and Bryce Tellis Howard mm, did that one yeah. episode. And, yeah. I mean, like, I guess I would just say like, in a, like a director then, but uh, it, it, as soon as they said second director, I was like, is that like an actual title? Maybe I'm just really he dumb. He sits in I don't the know. other director's lap. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I haven't watched the boys uh, but I've I've heard good things. It looks visually very interesting, very bloody, very I've gory. Seen, I've seen gifts. I've heard it's better than the comic. Yeah, I've heard consistently that's way better than the comic. Um, yeah, it's a. I think the boys is a Garth Ennis joint. Yes, which, which means uh, tells big me ideas. Everything I need to know about it. Garth Ennis, I think, is a good ideas man, and I think that's yeah. about where it stops. His comics have I, a real strong start. Gosh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so every time you pick up a Garth Ennis comic. It's like, oh, what a neat pitch. What a cool. And then you get like 30, 30 chapters deep and you're like, where is this going? What's happening? Yeah. Well, he doesn't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Preacher, and then, was a, Preacher turned out. Preacher okay. was Preacher got lucky, I think. Yeah. And I think Again, what incredible happened. Incredible start. And it, it basically kinda, stuck the landing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think his like uh, veracity for 
wounding people in vicious ways uh, worked yeah. in that. And then in everything else, it's just been like, I don't know, Telltale-esque writing where it's just tragedy bait. But hey, that's not... Sorry, uh, Julian Holmes. Sorry, I, I don't really have much to say about that. But uh, uh, Kyle wrote a little <laughs> note here uh, that's very oh, okay. important. This is important for him. Uh, this guy also directed a few episodes of Daredevil. Uh, oh, okay. So, now, hold uh, on. Now I'm back in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, from his directorial style, uh, you know, I don't know what that means for the tone of the Monarch show, but it's it's pretty interesting that they're getting some some heavy hitters here, especially like anyone associated with the boys now doing literally anything else is like, you know, you kind of got carte yeah. blanche to just go crazy. Yeah. I mean, you've 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 proven yourself. You put mm. a you did an evil Superman, but you did a pretty good job of it. A good evil Superman. A, in a sea of evil supermen, you did a pretty good one. Yeah, an inter, an entertaining variant of, yeah. you know? And I think that's what we're all looking for. Hey, speaking of entertaining variants, let's talk about a variant yeah. cover. Nope. Well, there's another comic okay. book coming out. Uh, Godzilla right. Rivals. That's right. Godzilla Rivals is coming back, baby. And this time it's getting that classic Showa duo teaming up together mm. to strike down the king of the monsters. That's right, Rodan and Ebra. Oh, what did you think I was going to say? I mean, that's did you? You know, did you think I was going to say something else? No, I yeah. guess I didn't. <laughs> um, the plot pitch sounds incredible. Uh, Rodan and Ebra, for some reason, have been taken out and are put on a giant space elevator to get sent to a space, an orbiting space colony. Uh, that they're going to like do research on and cure diseases or something. Uh, but oh no, they've managed to break free and they've messed up the the space elevator, which is now careening back down to Earth. Uh, and Godzilla has to save the day. Um, the tagline here is so good: "Terminal velocity meets terminal ferocity." Oh, it's so good. Okay, yeah. That's pretty good. I uh, like that. I was sold 1,000% just off the tagline. Ugh, that just sounds... I mean, it's just like... I don't know. It's a tagline of an 80s movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's also the it premise me, of an 80s movie. <laughs> it, it reminds me of all the taglines for, for this movie, for the Black Scorpion. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, boy, it's got some good ones. But yeah, I that sounds... So radical. I have visions in my head of Rodan carrying Ebra around. <laughs> well, I mean, they're in the I space elevator, least... so I'm kind of like, how big is the space elevator, space-wise? That it these two be... homies can be, like, doing stuff and not just sitting there <laughs> I mean, are waiting. Are they in there, or are, they, are we going to fight in the space elevator? Oh, God, I don't know, but I sure hope that they have to launch another space elevator up with Godzilla to smash into the one that's falling towards Earth. You know? Yeah. Just, some, do, just go, just go crazy very quickly build another space elevator. Yeah, they're, they're down at the bottom. Just... Space ele... <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> just hammering and sawing pieces of wood together. <laughs> <laughs> scotch tape and super glue come on bring me more stuff we gotta stack it to get to to get to heaven oh yeah. <laughs> where were you when they built that ladder to heaven uh Man, is that our first south park reference on this show first and hopefully last 
<laughs> Hopefully. There, there was an era where South Park was important to me, and now looking back, I realize that it did uh, detrimental things to my brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were teenagers. Oh, uh, yeah. I think you, when you're a white teenage boy, you have to watch South Park. That's true. That's fair. You have no choice. Hmm. Speaking of no choice. Killed. What? Oh, I was just going to say that you remember the, the, the ghostly whispering voices compelling you to watch that show? We all yeah. heard them. No, every day yeah. I would wake up. Uh, it's like, okay, well, I can't right now. I got to go to school, but I'll see you. I'll see you disembodied voices later. <laughs> Speaking of disembodied voices. Still, no, that one also didn't land. Disney Plus. Okay, yeah, I was interested to see how that was going to uh, go. Disney Plus has got a new show. Uh, that's right. King Kong is back. The mouse is putting King back on that monkey's name. Uh, since it's legally distinct from Kong, all of the legendary universe, right. due to legal reasons that I still don't fully understand. Uh, but this TV show will be based in Skull Island, more akin to like 33 and... Uh, Peter Jackson's okay, King yeah. Kong. So I think it's like it's te- it's like King Kong and then the book is Kong. And so the the book is what they're referencing in Legendary or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe the the movie is what's being I don't know. Anyway, they, there's they're legally distinct from one another. Uh, and okay. since uh, there's Disney, gonna be, there's, there's going to be a lot of monsters on a sinking island and I'm into it. Yeah. Also, you know, I mean, it's it's Disney. They they saw that there was there was a fading embers somewhere that they could stoke up for uh, another round of popularity. Uh, so they bought this TV show that's been being worked on for a little while now. We we talked about yeah. this in the past, but now we officially know that it's coming to Disney Plus. So, you know, maybe I'll need to get a Disney Plus account in the future at some point. Oh, I've got one. Yeah? Okay. Well, I'll yeah. just maybe steal your password when we get the when that episode comes out. All right. Come on in. Hey. Speaking of hey. come on in. Oh, okay. Let's get our eyes on in this trailer. Uh, All Eyes, uh, a new movie that's coming out. Uh, later on this year uh, is uh, about a small backwoods community where something oh, is kind. watching over a little local farm yes. uh, and a podcaster boy, one of us, one of our own, mm. one of the homies uh, uh, who is uh, a huge loser, huge goof up and seems yeah. to be like a conspiracy theorist podcaster from what you can kind of tell in the, the episode. Well, okay, uh, yeah. or in the, the trailer, uh, one of his greatest fans has asked him to come out and document this monster. Double two things. First, uh, he's only doing this because it's like his chance to get back on top. So he doesn't expect there to be a real monster Two, that person died. And so now he's hanging out with her husband who hates him. Uh, Three, there is something weird in the woods and it's definitely messing with people. Uh, It is definitely like it has the aesthetics of like an old 80s horror, like, you know, creature flick. But then, like, you see the old farmer guy carrying around like insane turbo shotguns and like, you know, miniguns and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. So it's it's definitely modern day. It's set in modern day. Okay, so it's like a phantasm (laughs) sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Where they lay where what's his name had the like quad barreled shotgun. Yes. Uh, and I will say oh, this, man. the poster art has a giant looming humanoid figure, this black shadow 
covered in dozens of blood red eyes. Mm. It's very cool. See, this uh, is what I'm into. I'm this I, is what I need. This is what I crave. It looks like it'll be pretty cool. I I don't know. We don't, you know, we haven't seen the monster in any of the the trailer footage so far. It's just been people reacting to it and screaming and freaking out. Um, it looks like pretty like mid budget, which is cool for me personally. Um, no like familiar actors, uh, but that means it's just like you get this really interesting character study of like the mm-hmm. salt of the earth kind of guy, you know, and this sleazy, sleazy podcaster boy. Uh, it, I, I'm interested. I think it'll be a pretty cool yep. uh, a little uh, little event. I don't know if you got a chance to see the trailer yet, but it, it's it's very cool. It no, I saw the trailer. It looks dope. This whole thing is so specific to my interests. It does yet again deeply seem like a very Cameron movie. Honestly, <laughs> everybody keeps making these movies that are just for me. Yeah, you know, you like know? remember when Robert Eggers made a Viking movie for Cameron, and yeah. it said in the beginning of the credits, <laughs> "For Cameron, if you're not Cameron, look away. You can leave. You can leave." You, you know, can go now. We don't we don't talk about it enough, but like they do kind of like they they say when you're trying to create and market something, you have to imagine what your ideal audience is. Um and it's pretty interesting to imagine a lot of boardrooms across America, there's just a big <laughs> printed picture of your face. And they're, and they're like, like, how, how do we get, we get this guy? There he is. <laughs> That's the real America right there and That's just the real America. <laughs> How do we appeal to the real America while they're just slapping that big picture in my face? You know what would appeal to my real America? Is watching some Kaiju's Kiss. That's right. Yeah. It's time to duel. Oh, wait. I'm in. Lock lips. Because Kaiju, the Kaiju dating game, is officially coming out. We talked about this forever ago. Uh, we're now seeing like footage of all the different monsters and we got an official release date of September the 7th. So by the time this episode comes out, you'll be like seven days away from the release of this game. So that is, that is so close to my anniversary. Ooh, baby. I know what we're doing. (laughs) Playing the Kaiju dating game. Uh, it, it looks like the gameplay is pretty, uh, goofy little, like uh, you basically, you go on dates in the way that kaijus would, which is going to a historic monument, and then both of you are destroying it with different attacks uh, as a way of flirting with each other to find out how like Man. compatible you are. Does um, oh my god, I don't know his name. Uh, Av artwork on Twitter, the 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 creator of uh, one of our one of our favorite kaiju OCs, Lunagon. Uh, does he know about this? Because it seems very on brand. Um, I don't know. I have to. I have to assume. There's no way. There's no way he does. There's it. no way this slipped past such a kaiju love enthusiast. Mm, yeah, no. That guy. That guy definitely knows where the kaiju. Uh, uh, kaiju. Uh, 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 kaiju romance. Say? Kaiju romance would be located. The, oh, that guy's okay. got a keen sense, a keen uh, uh, way of of uh, finding uh, uh, the. The more romantic side of the kaiju fandom. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. Um, but hey, speaking of fandoms and continuing, okay. let's talk about the monster verse. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. We got a 
big plot dump for the upcoming uh godzilla versus kong 2 the origin just what i was looking for big old dump yeah uh mm, yep. well, mm, okay hold on now legendary came and did a, did a big old dump right on my chest they <laughs> and i'm like thank you they stood on top of that glass table with you underneath it and they just <laughs> dumped a bunch of stuff right on top of it um yep. and i'm like ah oh, good thank you thank you more please thank you thank you uh, thank you so <laughs> Uh, we got a, a uh, this is kind of like the, the big news of the episode. Uh, so I'm just going to go through a, a summarized version of the plot synopsis that I wrote down based off of the plot synopsis that Kyle provided me. Uh, <laughs> uh, this all new adventure pits Kong and Godzilla against a colossal undiscovered threat hidden deep within our world. Seatopia, hmm. perhaps? We can only hope. The God, threatens hope our so. very existence. We will dive deep. And also his best friend from outer space. And his best friend from outer space. <laughs> we will dive deep into this ancient history of these rival titans uh, and discover their origins, unlocking uh, and then unlock the mysteries of the now sunken Skull Island. I mean, it's not now sunken. It's just sinking. So, I mean, I don't know why we're even bothering Skull Island anymore, but whatever. Yeah. And uncover the mythic battle that forged Kong and Godzilla. And made them think that humans are pretty all right. Now, I know that this is supposed to be like, oh, remember all that Godzilla and Kong fighting artwork all over? This is like actually going to be what explains their whole thing. Oh, they like, remembered about they remembered that stuff. Why they're Godzilla's and Kong's fighting. That's going to be the whole thing. Now, it's very funny that in the synopsis, they're, they, you know, it's like, oh, the mystery revealed. The mystery will be revealed to Kong. But it's like we already kind of know how Kong himself was forged. Some of his parents got Batman like se- like seventy years ago, you know. Yeah. So like, whatever. Uh, we also have yet another ancient rivalry, but this one promises to be the most ancient rival of them all. Uh, perhaps based off of what we saw in the art book. Uh, which had the flying, glowing Godzilla mm-hmm. hovering up in uh, in the sky, and you had Godzillas and Kongs fighting underneath him. Well, uh, very possibly From the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Capitalism spice. <laughs> uh, we could get. We could very I... possibly get a spice Godzilla. I really want it to be Space Godzilla. I want it Space. so bad. I would love, yeah, I think Space Godzilla, I mean, okay, look, it, the evil version of a good guy is always so fun, um, and the fact that we've really only got it twice so far in the Godzilla franchise, totally, which is oh, Mecha Godzilla yeah, yeah. and then Space Godzilla. And we've got a bunch of Mecha Godzillas, but only once has it like l- looked like Godzilla being evil, and then like oh, it's revealed it's Mecha Godzilla. Uh, yeah, Space Godzilla is really interesting because it's you know I mean it's Godzilla with crystals jutting out of his body. It looks horrifying. Um, yeah, and the idea of making it out of you know a CGI creature instead of a guy in a three thousand pound suit that can't move its arms or legs or head very well and so you have to like be like uh it's got psychic powers and it can fly and then it just like limply like gets pulled into the air and like drags into other people 
the 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 potential here of doing an evil legendary Godzilla with like crystals growing out of his shoulders and like shooting like la- like atomic breath lasers everywhere. That's yeah, pretty neat. Um I don't know how you can go up from uh a, like how you can upscale from Godzilla can blast a hole down to the center of the earth. Uh like I don't yeah. know how you power scale that. I think they already went Super Saiyan 3. I feel like when they introduce Super Saiyan 4 in this timeline, when uh when Godzilla and Kong have to go Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, Gogeta to defeat him, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be Well, hold on cuz they yeah. also have to fuse. They yeah, that's why I said Gogeta, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you did say Gogeta. I had to th- I put the whole thing in there, yeah. Okay. Listen, here's how here's how it's going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hit me up. Um so Space Godzilla is going to show up in the Ooh, first yeah. 15 seconds of the movie. Oh my it's going to destroy the earth. Oh yeah. Blow it right up. <laughs> Just pops it like a zit. Yeah. So, uh uh Kong and Godzilla drift through space. Yeah. They land in Legendary's <gasps> Land of Light. <gasps> and they all the ultras help them make a time machine powered by their friendship. Oh. So that they can go back in time and stop Space Godzilla from just blowing the earth right up. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. I'm sold. I think yeah. listen, I'm I'm gonna You're be welcome, more okay Larry. with this one being hammy and dumb because GVK set up like the like the the groundswell of dumb. Um yeah. whereas I felt like they were trying to be pretty serious with it with the you know, like with uh, 2014, with Skull Island, and then with uh, you know King of the Monsters, King of Monsters, it felt like and it then was. They were like, never yeah. mind. They were like, ah, yeah. So like that kind of like dissociation kind of threw me off. So if they're just like, yeah, it's just dumb now. It's just funny. There's no real. Like, don't worry about it. The, the lore, Listen, we're just all going that. for it. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, that kind of follows the the how how Showa. Yeah. Ended up, you know, because it started with a very grim, somber piece, yeah. and you know, ended with you know space drop kicks <laughs> and groovy, <laughs> groovy pollution monsters. Uh, that's, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I appreciate that, and I, I will uh, go into GVK two, the origins, Electric Boogaloo. With a more open mind, I think I had very specific expectations for what GVK was going to do, mm-hmm. uh, and then the ultimate like reveal was like not at all what I was hoping for. So I think that was my big whiplash. Uh, this one, you know, they're kind of just saying it's like on its face. It's like, yeah, it's just another ancient rivalry. Shut up! Like that's just how these things work, right? There's just like literally all these monsters have met each other before. No one cannot have an ancient rivalry because they're all so old. The only one it who seems doesn't like Godzilla is the one that has these rivalries. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like are they <laughs> Batman? Do we really has... know that it's two sided? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kong's just gonna be like, what? 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 <laughs> Maybe Godzilla's just like a really ornery neighbor and he's just always looking for reasons to pick fights maybe kong's like dennis the menace a fun whimsical little prankster oh my god and and goji is the old man who i don't remember what his name was (laughs) (laughs) the guy from two grumpy old men um yeah uh it's not ed asner but i'm gonna say it's ed asner because i like that idea yeah, well, we can just say that. I I I, I yeah. also don't remember the actor's name. I know the face. 
I know who you're talking about exactly. I have it yeah. keyed into my brain. Um, he looks like a character drawing of uh, of Nixon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I've been seeing on the intranet. Uh, so uh, Skarsgård has not been confirmed as back, but Bernie is back. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone else from that. Uh, the the uh, um, oh my gosh, Eleven. What's that actress's name? Uh, oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, the Millie Bobby Brown crew. It seems like the only one that's coming back so far uh, is Bernie, the podcaster who was an apex conspiracy theorist. So yeah. I don't know why he's back because apex is definitely gone now. Like they are turbo gone unless oh, yeah. unless shredded and crushed unless, unless. Uh, alternatively uh <laughs> they just go full in with the sci-fi weirdness and it's just like yeah uh when um uh uh Sarazawa, when ray Sarazawa got his brain blasted by a psychic energy wave he got downloaded into the computer mainframe of apex and now he controls the global like he's the Illuminati, you know? Oh my god. That would be so I'm sick. Back in. Wouldn't I'm that back be sick? That would be so that's, cool. That's great. And then Racer is always the real ultimate villain that the, the humans have yeah. to try and fight, and then he just pours more alcohol on another crossover. Com- yeah, and then he just pours more alcohol onto a computer and it short it kills Ray Sarazaw again. Completely him. unceremoniously. He just dies. He just pops. And then he's like, Thank God I had this bottle of alcohol with me still. <laughs> <laughs> thank god i didn't learn anything thank god nothing changed from this movie to the last <laughs> um so yeah that's it um let's move on to the last piece of news which is oh, that there's comes. new merch for sale uh Ooh. not not tokyo lives merch uh oh uh but uh but yes the godzilla world that toho promised us is still a rolling uh, we have a bunch of new shirts and pants from Rucking Foughton, uh, which is a, a real company oh, that I they they signed up for and said, yes, this is the company we want to produce our uh, a few Shin, Go- a Shin Godzilla t-shirt and then a bunch of like burning Godzilla stuff. So a lot of destroying. Okay. I mean, that tracks. Yeah. It looks really cool, but, but all the shirts yeah. look cool and all the pants have like, you know, the big, you know, yellow font. Uh, it's all black with like yellow font stuff. Oh, uh, I like that. They look cool. Uh, you know, definitely Give pajama. Me some of those goji pants. Pajama Give me some Shin Godzilla stuff. pants. Yeah, pajama pants. Um, really destroyed that plosive there. Uh, but hey, yeah. then not all of the things are things you wear. Some of them are things you accidentally spill on yourself. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, Jade City. Uh, the company that brought us the Jet Jaguar hot cocoa and the Godzilla Tabasco sauce has three or uh, seven new items for us. Uh, get That's a those... lot more than three, Rob. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It's three salsas, four hot sauces. But uh, get those tortilla chips ready because we got a set of three salsas. That's right. Godlike salsa, a salsa verde. Uh, <laughs> uh, king of the salsas, a, a red salsa there he doesn't say anything special about it and then the salsa that kills monsters a habanero salsa they're 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 kind of just like straightforward you know monsters are allergic to habanero yeah did you not know that they all have ibs all giant monsters are ibs warriors god help us yeah that's what i've been saying yeah they're Uh, not gonna 
like it's not like Godzilla's gonna be like, oh, Uh-oh. I gotta find a Uh-oh. nice Uh-oh. private place. I gotta go to do this. That's what uh, that's what Shin Godzilla was really about when he walked in and went. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Shin Godzilla, we've got four new hot sauces coming from uh, from Jade City. Uh, they are Shin Godzilla themed. So we've got the Birth of Doom with uh, Katakawa Kun, the little guy, little tadpole. Kamada Kun. Kamada Kun. There we go. Um, yeah. uh, that is. Uh, Katakawa is the distribution company. <laughs> you're right. Oh my God. Sorry. I was watching an anime that they released recently. Um, oh, yeah. uh, but that's a. Uh, see here a cayenne and garlic hot sauce that looks good uh next Ooh. we've got uh um the uh path of destruction hot sauce which is carolina reaper um oh boy is the path of destruction your digestive tract that's gonna yeah i mean i guess so uh let's see here uh the awakening hot sauce which is a habanero uh and Re- uh carolina reaper and ghost pepper uh oh wait no and garlic and then the burning death hot sauce which is uh uh oh my gosh yeah trinidad uh, it's basically in like uh, ghost pepper and carolina reaper so basically it's just like only the spiciest <laughs> mass market uh even uh, sound like it tastes good that doesn't sound like it would even be fun to no eat. some of these sound like they're challenged spicy uh okay because they're not mixed with like you know pineapple or like a fruit flavor to kind of add to it you're just getting the pepper heat um so i mean it's really just like it's four tabasco sauces with like increasingly hot like more like capsaicin added basically is what you're getting here okay (laughs) um i mean you know they, they might have like more flavor to them but just looking at like what the ingredients are, the flavor profile is Tabasco sauce, but with increasing amounts of capsaicin in it. <laughs> the part like when you put it right on that special part of your tongue where it hurts real bad. And you go, ow, 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 ow. That's the flavor profile. Because uh, what I did, uh, it, literally what I did today is I made uh, uh, a peach and hatch chili or hatch pepper um, like sauce uh michelle came up with this idea by the way i can't take credit for it but we're going to make a hatch uh and um peach uh vanilla ice cream i think that's going to be extremely good and extremely spicy okay yeah i'm in (laughs) uh so yeah uh i guess i want five percent for five thousand dollars i'll check back in in uh uh, next episode and i'll let you guys know how that experiment went but hey speaking of experiments i think it's time it's time for us to enter a commercial break uh and uh just go probably to the restroom and grab some water and stuff because i've been talking for about 30 minutes here my my poor little vocal cords how does kyle do it i don't know uh, are, are, are you ready for it. a little commercial break? Oh man, I'm so ready. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster will destroy us all. Sure, look at that monster. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster. This monster, you think? You think your bombs will stop him? And we are back to talk about. Black Scorpion, uh, which uh, I'm I'm very thrilled to to announce. Uh, 
uh still a fun movie and uh, maybe not oh yeah maybe not as good as them uh but still for for a giant bug movie i'm i'm very glad to, that we ended on this one because it not it, it as was... traditionally good yes in terms of what makes more, a movie good like as them radical experimental neo shamanism good you know yeah yeah <laughs> like listen anytime two characters are talking to each other you can go get a snack yeah yeah, you can kind of wrap you know. it up. There's there's not much going on here where you're going to you're going to miss and be broken by the the sudden ebbs like, and oh, flows. I missed some important plot Ooh. twist. No, you can go you can go make yourself a whole sandwich and by the time you get back the scorpions will be back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let let me go into this plot, shall I? Our story begins with a condescending narrator telling us about these poor, underdeveloped Mexican cities that are being ravaged by a volcano. Doom! Destruction! Neat stock footage where lava kind of loses its screen presence due to the film being in black and white. I don't know. It looks like dust. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. The lava has a, that glow. It doesn't have a, yeah, the weight to it. It's got like a weird, like, it looks just like they're throwing, like, it's like, like a mudslide. It doesn't look like lava because it's not glowing. I don't know. That's weird. Don't worry, our handsome geologist named Hank, but not Hank Hill, uh, is here to save the day with his right-hand man, Dr. Ramos. Uh, uh, the two have a good laugh about the devastation wrought by the volcano before stumbling across a t- the total remains of a police car. They then calmly <laughs> phone the local PD, who is incredibly unhelpful with their predicament. Like... Yeah, man, I'm calling you from your department. I'm calling your department from this wrecked police car. Why are you asking me where your officer is? Anyway, moments later, they find the officer and he is stone cold dead. And then they just kind of like, dead. they just like push him and he falls to the ground and then they just leave. <laughs> they just knock this poor dead guy over. Yeah, I mean, what? Are you, he's already dead. Yeah, I guess. Who's he going to tell? Uh, anyway, the two geologists leave and nearly blast a baby with their revolvers, thinking that the toy rattler is a rattlesnake. Good Lord, I thought these guys weren't the cops. So, with the baby in tow, our heroes mosey to the nearby village of San Lorenzo and hit up the local church, where the priest lets them know that a demonic bull is killing all the local livestock. Whoa! Sick. Well, there's no time for that, because we've got a damsel in distress, damn it. That's right. The next day, while doing geology stuff, Hank sees a cute lady riding a horse and a bit of perfectly timed comedic, uh, sorry, perfectly comedic timing uh, just misses her fall off the horse as he hands the binoculars to his bro Ramos to also peep on her. You know what they say, the geologists that stock together stay together. Rob, I can only imagine... Uh, geologist Hank and the damsel in distress as Hank Hill and Peggy Hill. I, I really was trying to set up the the vibe that that's what I'm going for. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, it turns out uh, Teresa, the damsel, is just fine. In a hilarious moment, she asks them if they have any water. To which I assumed like she was just really thirsty after riding in the desert all day. Uh, but no, yeah. she wanted to clean her face. Because she's not thirsty from that. She's just thirsty for Hank. I mean, have you seen him? He is a, yeah. Um, So Teresa takes our heroes back to her lavish estate, where we meet Juanito, the local kid in danger. 
Oh my God. <laughs> that night, the volcano erupts again, and an army of giant black scorpions is unleashed on the small village. Despite the military's best efforts, they're unable to crack through the monster's armored shells. Then the creatures go back to their cave because the sun starts to rise. Anyway, now our handsome geologists have to risk life and limb by spelunking into the scorpion's cave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're treated to... Geologists are the only ones who can handle a scorpion. Well, they like they get a do- like an expert, and he's like, well, these bugs are real bad. You should go in there and check this out. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. All right, you guys do it. I do love his look, though. He's very Sigmund Freud. It's very funny. Uh, young Sigmund Freud. Sans beard. I don't know. There's just a vibe. He looks like a vampire is what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, vampires love scorpions. Not this one. Uh, I scrolled down too far. Oh, uh, uh, we're treated to a real bug hole situation. You know, the one from Cameron's apartment or from uh, Skull Island. Uh, Yeah. Where we've got caterpillars, uh, which they call a worm for some reason. A giant spider. (sighs) And... The black scorpions themselves. Yikes. We better get out of here and get back to the crane to lift us out. Oh, no. We have to save Juanito first. Okay. Now that we saved him, we can. Oh, no. The crane has attracted attracted the attention of the mama black scorpion. Well, don't worry. We just have to wait out the attack and then go back up. That hurdle was merely an inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we can go ahead and blow up the cave entrance. So now all of our problems are solved. We will never have to deal with those scorpions ever again. Uh, <laughs> and if we ever have to deal with the scorpions ever again, which we definitely won't, at the very least, we know exactly what will kill them. That's right. The scorpions have evolved to fight their one and only natural predator themselves. <laughs> if we could just stab them in the neck with their own poison, then we'd be scot-free. But then again, the story is over and we don't have to worry about that. So now we can have a sweet little romance. (laughs) What's that? All the scorpions survived and just climbed out of another hole and they're violently attacking a train and picking off all the survivors one by one in one of the sickest moments in giant monster movie history. And now they're walking right into New Mexico, right into Mexico City. Oh, my gosh. Well, don't worry, because our geology boys have come up with a genius battle plan. The military will get a big old pile of meat to attract the monsters. That's a lot of meat. <laughs> and then Hank... That's one big pile of meat. <laughs> and then Hank <laughs> is going to shoot <laughs> the video game glowing weak spot on the monster's neck with a giant harpoon. And but then what... the Deku tree will be like, great job. Good job. Uh, goodbye, I'm dying. Uh Oh, but geez, golly, how are we going to recreate the scorpion's poison, you ask? Well, uh electricity is kind of like a poison, so we'll just use that. Yeah, right? Yeah. I kind of expected there to be pushback that. I I wrote a I said break for Cameron to be confused is what I had. No, anyway. I'm on board. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, electricity uh, is plasma poison. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um so, after the Black Scorpion kills hundreds and causes millions of dollars of damage to military equipment, and one guy electrifies himself to death by touching the still active spear gun, 
<laughs> the day is saved by Hank. Again, I must stress, not Hill, as he sinks a harpoon right into the monster's throat and fricassees it. The end. He raises the... As he aims the electric harpoon, he says to himself, prepare for top speed. Prepare for for top speed. There's uh, a... That was a good King one. of the Hill deep cut. That was good. Guys, yeah, there. I liked it. Yeah. Um, pretty solid like plot. It's it's very B movie. Uh, I feel like, and this is kind of getting into my final thoughts a little bit, but like, whereas the monsters are just spectacular in this. Uh, oh yeah. The the plot didn't never really grabbed me in the way that uh them did immediately and kept me glued to my seat until about that like that two thirds of the way through with the train sequence, which you will talk about Mm. in more detail. Yes, I will. Speaking of talking about these in more detail, uh, since I kind of covered the characters, at least the three important ones and Juanito, uh, everybody else are just people. They're just, they're just homies just kind of hanging out. Um, do you want to talk about the monster design? Gosh, I'd love to, because uh, one of the really noteworthy things about this movie and the reason that the scorpions themselves are probably the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, so the super, uh, the the special effects supervisor was none other than one Willis O'Brien. Yeah. The man behind uh, 33 King Kong. And um, doing the actual like stop motion work was Pete Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would go on to do the uh, the the beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms? Yeah, he did the stop motion for the Redosaurus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the movements of the monsters look great, and that's why, and that's also why uh, some of the other monsters besides the scorpions are <laughs> basically just reused models yeah. from that cut spider pit scene <laughs> from uh, from King Kong. Yeah, um, it's I so, mean. Yeah, they're I I love the way they move and the like the look of them because they're not just scorpions. I think the big distinction is their faces. You know? Oh my god, their faces! Because like, yeah, the the body is a scorpion, like yeah. a, basically like an emperor, maybe like a bark scorpion. Yeah, that's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It kind of varies, like in between those two. You know? <laughs> yeah, like they got the big thick tails mm-hmm. of those. You know. Desert scorpions, the really nasty ones. Yeah. Ugh, God, don't um, even. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the the faces, because the, the scorpions are stop motion. Yeah. Except for the one close-up shot of the face <laughs> that they use a hundred times yeah. in the movie, which shows uh, some pretty cool fangs, a really nice river of drool. Oh, boy. From a weirdly like reptilian or mammalian mouth. Yeah, it's it's got lips. It's got like It's got lips wrapped around. It's kind of like the the them ants. Yeah. Just not the only similarity. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, its most striking figure uh, feature is probably its beautiful eyes that you can really get lost in. <laughs> oh my um, god. They don't move. They the eyes stay right there just locked forward ahead. Yeah. And um I don't know. The The first time you see it, it's unnerving. Yeah. Because why does it look like that? Oh, God. <laughs> like, if I saw that thing out in the desert, I would never be okay again. <laughs> that would change the way I view the world. And I would need to probably just live underground. Um, 
But yeah, eventually it's like, okay, these guys look these guys look pretty funny. Yeah. They, they yeah, uh, once you a little it, bit cute. When you kind of like dissociate yourself from like how horrifying it would be in real life, uh they are just big drooling idiots, which is always very fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the, the that's Mr. Dink laugh. Yeah, that's very good. Look at the <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. Yeah. I've been trying to remember the name of Doug's neighbor for yeah. weeks. Dual income, no kids. Dink. Dink. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Dink. Yeah, Mr. Dink. Man, they really had it all figured out, didn't they? I got some I yeah. got some more uh some more uh, balms and salves for you to go try ahead and out. Punch me, Douglas. Douglas, go ahead. Put just... me right in the old bread box. <laughs> yeah, and then Doug punched the shit out of Mr. Dink. That's <laughs> oh, not what we're talking about. Yeah, wait, what is our <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean like, uh, yeah, the face is the most notable part. The rest of them is just, you know, thin claws, big, thick tail. Yeah. Scorpions. Yeah. The, the, what really interested me on this watch was the, the other creatures that I had completely forgotten about. I also did not remember our pit, our pit boys. Uh, the, the first one is the all, I mean, it's all white. Um, but the, the, uh, the worm they keep calling it a worm but it's very clearly like a, it moves like a caterpillar you know yeah well, it's like an inchworm i guess yeah yeah but it's got also has weird tentacles like where its arms would be did it oh my gosh yeah, i didn't got see these that weird little huh. it's got these weird wiggly tentacles it's, yeah. i mean they are the same color as the walls and the floor <laughs> okay that's fair i might have so, missed that <laughs> Um, and then there's also, uh, because Juanito, he has a role to play in this film. Yeah, he He's going to play it. Uh, so while they're down in oh, that yeah, bug you're hole, right. yeah, oh, there's yeah. a big, yeah, the little tentacles. Yeah. Oh, awful. Yeah, I didn't I, even notice those I when I was watching it. Stop motion tentacles. Oh, they're terrible. It's like, it kind of has like four spider legs at the front of its body. I mean, they're like tentacles, but I can't imagine looking at that and being like, yep, that's a worm. Because it's, it's a big, like, it's like, yeah, it's like a caterpillar, but with like a, a praying mantis head, four spider-like legs underneath, like, like where its neck is, and then this bumpy carapace all the way down to a spiked tail. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It really, it it's very upsetting. It's kind of like a centipede almost. Ugh. 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 That's the last thing I wanted to think about right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. What were we talking yeah, about? All, uh, so, so Juanito runs off and uh, finds a weird circular thing that starts moving up and down. Yeah. So of course he opens it. Mm-hmm. And um, the weirdest looking like spider that looks kind of like a crab comes out. Yeah. Like it doesn't have a separate like head, thorax, abdomen. Yeah, or I guess thorax abdomen, like a like a spider would, like it almost has like a a, a round body, like a tick. Yes, yeah. Oh, and then it's got like weird little crab claws in front. Boy, the two two uh, bug phobia guys probably shouldn't have been doing this one, huh? Shouldn't have been our. Oh, I... Listen, I love these little critters. <laughs> I think they're great. I, I just can't it. look at them for too long. Yeah. Oh, I did find a colored picture of one, and it really is just a tick. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's a uh like a collection series that someone took some photos of. It's an old picture though. 
but it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a brown. It looks like a tick with extremely long legs, two little tiny button eyes, and then a bright red mouth. At least in the the color picture that uh, is available on the internet. Yeah, supposedly they're the models from this movie. Willis O'Brien had kept in a vault with the models from King Kong. Oh, huh. But yeah, so some collector somewhere has these weird funky bugs. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, that's that's literally it. Every the other the only other monsters are the hundreds of scorpions. Oh boy, yeah the the scorpions are definitely the the main stars of the show. With their there are so many, <laughs> I did not remember there being so many. <laughs> there are scenes where like they just like hold on it and like they're coming out in like pair in like sets of three, and they're just pouring out of the sides. And they're all I need to stress like the size of a train car, just one of yeah. them, you know, bigger than a train car, smaller than battleship, with the exception of the mama who is bigger than that. Yeah, well, yeah, she is an unspecified size. She is large. Large March. Yeah. Um, sorry, I heard your mic moving around. Is that are you? I, but I, I don't see video, so I don't know if everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. Just <laughs> falling my, down. My cord got stuck on the chair. Uh, <laughs> falling down a flight of stairs while trying to podcast. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay. I should get points for being so calm while falling downstairs. I'm still falling down the stairs. Yeah. No. Hey, listen. It happens to all of us. <laughs> it happens. Um. So, uh, uh, shall we move on to uh, 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 favorite and least favorite moments? Or uh, oh, I see, uh, I, I did see that you had some trivia, so we could have a little uh, uh, a Tokyo tidbit section if you'd like. Yeah, so that was, uh, the main thing was Willis O'Brien and Pete oh. Peterson. <laughs> I was not expecting to see that. Um, but also on the IMDb, there's a lot of, so this uh, movie somewhat infamously uh basically ran completely out of money halfway through oh awesome (laughs) so anytime you look on screen and the scorpion is represented by just an intimidating featureless black shade (laughs) yes yeah that that is because they ran out of uh money oh they established a a silhouette to keep the stop motion model from bleeding through the film (laughs) um Amazing. Yeah, so like that's supposed to be behind the footage of the model moving around. Oh, so they but they just were like, yeah. ah, whatever. Yeah, they didn't have they couldn't finish putting <laughs> the they couldn't finish putting in the footage of the of the stop motion scorpion. So yeah, you get um uh, uh liberally reviewed <laughs> footage of just a a scary sleep paralysis scorpion walking ah. over the streets of Mexico city yeah. and eating everyone. There are, yeah. Some of the shots that happen in that, like, you know, it's attacking Mexico, you know, it's very like, yeah, it is just a shadow. It's an outline. It's like, yeah, a silhouette, which frankly I might have to use for the episode cover. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? They didn't have to work for us though. Well, that's very true. <laughs> you could put that in MS paint and just use a little <laughs> fill icon. Just, <laughs> Boom, red. Um, uh, oh, also the uh, so the condescending narrator at the beginning, 
yeah. again because they were running out of money and couldn't hire <laughs> anybody else. Yeah. He is also a radio reporter, yeah, a TV reporter, and basically any sort of uh, disembodied voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> they use the same guy for for all of that. Just get um, in there. Get in there, bud. Just get in there. We can't do anything else. God, just, um, uh, we're running out of time here. We got to make this movie. Oh, yeah. Most important thing. Yes. Um, so the uh, uh, O'Brien and, and Peterson were assisted by. Let me look up the name. Oh, okay. Let me look up the name. <gasps> On bated breath, Cameron. You, you started off so strong. You got me all hyped up. And then you told me now, wait. Wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. Maintain that excitement. Oh. Hold oh. on. Oh, I'm almost there. Oh. <laughs> Quit edging the audience, Cameron. Okay. Oh. All right. Now I'm ready. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, on, on IMDb, so they were uh, assisted with uh, the construction of the miniatures yeah. that they used with or the, or the stop motion scorpions uh-huh. by Ralph Hammeras. That's right, Rob. Uh, the guy who was at that very moment oh my God. in the studio next door filming the visual effects for The Giant Claw. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. It always comes back to that big anti-member. Imagine, yeah, imagine like, you know, you wrap up like, you know, working with like the legends and you're like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go right next door. I got to work on something. And then you get a trash bag and you got to make oh, it fly through the air. <laughs> what are you working on? Ah, nothing. nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't, uh... Don't worry about it. No one needs to know or see your care. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie also pops up in uh, uh, the the novel It. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. There's an It. Okay. Uh, well, hey, let's get to It ourselves. And talk about our favorite and least favorite moments, shall we? Oh, here it is. Um, so you've already claimed a favorite moment. Uh, so should we start with favorite moments and then move on to least favorite? Yeah, let's start high and go low. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's another one where like my least favorite is just kind of a running thing <laughs> with the movie. Um, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to uh, uh, start us off? Yeah. So my favorite moment. And like you said, this is one of the greatest monster attack sequences possibly in film history. <laughs> um, so uh, they they went they had their adventure in the bug hole, uh, which is which is great. Love yeah. that they did that. Ooh, very and fun. They got out and they blew up the entrance and everything's great. Everything's fine. It's safe for a train to go across <laughs> the tracks. There's multiple times like where people like literally someone starts to walk up to Hank and he's like, are you sure it's safe? Because uh, it seems pretty bad. And he's like, doctor said it'd be fine. It's fine. I don't care. I, I got, Stop I've got a date. Me. I've got a hot date. I got to go. <laughs> I got a date. Shut I'm up. not doing the scorpion. Shut up. Thing I don't anymore. care anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, that night, a sen- uh, after a sense of relief has washed over all of Mexico, <laughs> And possibly the upper part of Central America. <laughs> um, some people have decided to celebrate by taking a late night train ride. <laughs> celebrate. 
Yeah. Um, so as they as they roll down the tracks chanting, no more scorpions, no more scorpions, <laughs> uh, the conductor, looking ahead to make sure that he can steer the train the right way. Um, okay. I'm going to get to what actually happens because it's actually really well executed. Uh, the train comes around a corner. And yeah. the, the spotlight in the front shows that straddling the track is a giant scorpion. Yes. Which just absolutely bodies the whole train, just oh. tears it off the tracks. <laughs> and it just smash cuts to inside the car where the camera violently jerks to the side and all the people inside just Go. fly oh. to the side of the car. They are really thrown around in there. And then it is just like, Almost, it felt like almost five minutes of a scorp of the scorpions tearing the train apart. Um, at one point, they pick up a dude and like wave him around and then like crush him. And like the people are trying to escape, and the scorpions are like picking them reaching off. inside yeah. the cars. Um, you know, the the there's a there's a real sense of of panic. I gotta give it to the to the extras they got for this scene because they were really selling it. Like <laughs> just this, this, this very real sense of panic and terror. Uh, and you know, just when it looks like everything is over yeah. for our intrepid train goers, mama <laughs> scorpion decides that she's sick of <laughs> not being the only scorpion in this movie No, and kills all the other ones, <laughs> uh, including a climactic moment where she, uh, throws one of her babies off of a cliff. Losers. And it rules. Get away from the me! Whole, the whole thing. It's just, it's classic B movie, <laughs> but the B is now for best. You all suck! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You're all terrible scorpions! <laughs> Only I alone can carry the title of the Black Scorpion. <laughs> or the movie ran out of money and they had to fire all their scorpions. They were like, uh, they were like we yeah. need a way to get all of them out of here. That's the... Marjorie, you get them. That's possible. Yeah. But yeah, the whole scene it is it is long, but it doesn't feel long. It is very satisfying, especially yeah. after uh, all the the <laughs> having to go through so many scenes where Hank tells people to shut up and leave him alone so he can go on a date. Yeah. Um, but man, like the 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 movie drags in some places, but then it really pays it off when it when it picks up. It really picks up, but oh, when it slows man. down, boy, does it slow down. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the God, the train sequence. It's so, it's so good. It the really whole thing, is. Yeah. It just, it's. It reminded me of the, in terms of like pacing. It reminded me of the first attack in the host. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, where there's that kind of mass panic and just that scene just keeps going and it never stops for even a second. And then when it, it finally and it doesn't stop until everything is over. Yeah. And there's this eerie calm. Hmm. It's just, it's such an effective attack sequence. Yeah. I just love seeing miniatures get smashed. <laughs> and I don't even care if it has the, uh, at one point you can see Lionel lines yeah. on the train cars, which is a, uh, a company that makes toy trains. <laughs> <That's> tra yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And it's... at one point while they're filming the train go down the tracks, you can see it backwards where they reused yes. the film, but flipped it. Oh, where the yeah, there's there's a there's some cost cut. You can see some cost cutting measures happening, you know, visibly. Oh, yeah. uh, but They're doing their best. Yeah, 
They just kind of, they have to break that 180 degree line to <laughs> stretch out the footage. Um, uh, I think I'll take the end of the movie, uh, the oh, big yeah. final fight sequence. And again, it's all the miniature work. The actual human acting in this, while occasionally hilarious, uh, mm-hmm. like the fact that they're basically like, turn off the power, turn the power back on. Now turn off the power. And they do that literally three times. And then at one point they don't say it fast enough. So a guy trying to reel the harpoon back in touches it and goes and then dies. And just and dies. falls off screen. And then like the two guys, <laughs> Hank and Ramos are like, okay, and then turn off the power. <laughs> he died for his country. Sir, we're in Mexico. Shut <laughs> up. Well... <laughs> Uh, But I think my favorite moment within that is seeing the miniature interact with any other miniature. So watching the mama scorpion just like grab a helicopter out of the sky by its tail and like whip it like down into the ground. And like, you know, it's that herky jerky stop motion goodness. But it's just like seeing it interact with tanks and seeing it like interact with helicopters. We just saw it destroy a train. You know, it's a civilian thing. But seeing it flip tanks is so fun it's so uh, satisfying and the 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 jerky movements i think work in its yeah. favor because it gives more of a thrashing panicking feeling <laughs> yeah that's like, true it's a big animal and it's doing all that it knows how to do kill kill <laughs> scorpions are designed to kill <laughs> kill and survive and that's what Pro- <laughs> that's what mama marjorie's doing here yeah, that's fair. Mama Marjorie is a good name for the the mom scorpion. That's very good. Yeah, I like it. It mm-hmm. just happened by it just it just came out. You know, sometimes <laughs> just find it. You, you get know. a little light from above. Sometimes, sometimes the spirits come to you and they they whisper sweet nothings in your ear. Sometimes <laughs> Jesu is like Mama Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I think that like honestly, the train sequence is just. I think better constructed because it's at night, it's dark. It's just like, it's more haunting to see a scorpion's claw go into a train window and pull a small person out and like shake it in the air and then kind of like drop it towards its mouth. It's just so spooky and like horrifying. And I say it's one of the most effective sequences because of that shot. Uh, It's very, Hmm. very infrequent that we see a, a kaiju target out one person, one innocent civilian, you know, just go, you know, fuck you in particular. Yeah. Usually it's like big stomping and smashing and blasts, but uh, boy, oh boy, see, you know, like that just off in the distance, you know, kind of like when you really separate yourself from the movie and like, imagine the experience of watching a giant thing, tear a train car open and rip a single human out and drop it towards me. Yeah, it's just very effective. Yeah. Um, it's, but the, the, you know, the very next big fight sequence is also, I mean, you know, for running out of their budget, I think that they did an amazing job. Yeah, um, it's, it's really impressive because they, as far as I know, filmed it more or less in sequence. Yeah. In terms of the stop motion. Yeah. So like that they, was the last thing. Maybe they, they just did the stop the motion scorpions. first and then they start, start doing all the live acting stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just, I just like seeing the scorpion go nuts. I guess. Uh, but uh, uh yeah. Uh, but every rose has its thorn. As the song say, every, 
Scorpion has its stinger. Stinger. And pincers. And uh, sensory hairs. And sensory hairs, yeah. Uh, and on the underside, the uh, uh, vestigial gills. Do you know about this? No. You heard what? about this? You read about no. this? No. They can't. What? Google really? it. Yeah. I'm not going to. I, it's we're we're it's it's bedtime. For oh, me. it's very upsetting. I'm to not going to yeah. read that. All right. Not well. before bed. Tomorrow, when I wake, the first thing I do when I wake up, I won't drink coffee. I'll just read about scorpion facts. <laughs> there you go. You'll be wide awake, um, ready to get out of your house. And away uh, from all scorpions. I have two specific least favorite things. One is actually Kyle's least favorite thing because he watched this uh, and kind of posted his thoughts um, uh, that we haven't really discussed in detail. And one is uh, my personal, my least favorite moment. So I'll start with mine because it's literally the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that the narrator introduction, um, and it you know was kind of stock standard for a lot of these 50s movies you know like the horrors of radiation and you know that kind of stuff yeah it's the uh, plan nine opening yeah um this feels so like i mean i guess they just had stock footage laying around of volcanoes you know so they wanted to use it but um it's much less emotionally personal so you have this big like oh the world is ending volcanoes oh no small mexican village and then it's you cut to our actual humans, and it's like twenty three skadoo, everything's fine, ha ha. Oh look, with, with this sign knocked over, we'll never find it. So the tone shift is so dramatic. There, them yeah. starts off with a little girl silently walking down a desert road, not crying, not screaming for help, not like injured, not laughing, not reacting, just with no sucked full all, all of her emotion gone walking down a desert highway and then you slowly introduce the you know the airplane sound and you see the airplane guys like there's a little girl walking around down there and then you get the cops and the cops run in they're like oh my gosh there's a little girl walking around what's going on and then you build beautifully you build build this tension Yeah. yeah this doesn't build on anything it just starts with a very like a standard narrator but the problem is the narrator's not saying a thesis for the movie if the narrator came in and it's like, ah, because we drilled so much oil or if only we didn't uh, make the uh, something, something, you know, like if, if there was some kind of like thesis statement that the movie had, yeah. but it doesn't. If it's only just a we were nicer feature. to scorpions. Yeah. So in that case, just, you know, you don't need to do that. You can just start with our characters, you know, kind of coming in and seeing the destruction being like, yeah, they hired us to come check out this because he are he basically re-explains why he's even there. Like, oh, usually there's so much red tape. He's like, ah, yeah, but I'm, I'm American. See, we don't care about do, red tape. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just think that if you focused on that and then built from there, then it's a personal story, and at the very least, that was interesting. The problem is starting off with this three-minute clip of stock footage and narrator voice. For something that ultimately is just a news broadcast, lost me instantly. It yeah. lost me also uh, in Jurassic World Dominion. So <laughs> I guess we haven't learned how to make a good movie, uh, actually. No, no <laughs> one's learned anything. 
Um, the Northmen and everything everywhere and pray were all flukes. Just little whoopsies, it turns out. <laughs> we accidentally made a really good movie. Oh, we're sorry. Man. We won't do it again. <laughs> sorry, everyone. We promise. This was just a, a little glitch in the Matrix. Um, uh, Kyle's least favorite moment was the romance subplot that kind of becomes oh, yeah. the main plot after they're like, well, we're done. We've, uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. We blew up the cave. Man, I kind of uh, wish that it had straight up pivoted into fully, a cheesy yeah. romance. <laughs> At least that would have been something different, gone. you know? Now you're going to follow Hank and Teresa, and they're going <laughs> to get married, and then they're going to get in a fight, but then they're going to make up in the rain. Oh, yeah. And then at their wedding ceremony, that's when you have the... If there are any who object oh, to this union... <laughs> <laughs> We've got unfinished business, Hank. <laughs> but it's and it's got a shotgun. It's the mom of yeah. Scorpion. It's got a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, and then they get married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was always you, Marjorie. It was always you. <laughs> uh, what about you? Do you have any least favorite moments? Yeah, and I I think it's more an issue of you know running out of money, so they can't shoot more exciting stuff, but they still need to pad the runtime. And they need to connect these, you know, action sequences that they've almost certainly shot beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I can, the whenever there are just two characters just expositioning all over each other's faces. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just, they just, it seems like they talk forever. And, like, I can almost see the director behind the camera just doing that, like, stretch hand motion, <laughs> like when they're trying to trace a yeah. phone call in the movies. Um. Um, it just, yeah, it's, it, it really takes you out of it so much to the fact that like when, when the action sequence has come back and they're so well done, it still startles me, even though I have been watching this movie <laughs> since I was like eight years old, either yeah. on AMC or mystery science theater <laughs> or that one episode of whose line is it anyway, where it showed up. Oh, that's yeah. There you go. That's true. Oh my God. Wow. I didn't even think about but that. Yeah, it's, you know, the, and especially coming off of them, which again had so many, it dragged when they were talking, but it's still like the talking felt more purposeful. It wasn't just them re-explaining things. Yeah. Or making uh, bad jokes <laughs> or lightly racist comments. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just that, that it's, it, it brings the whole thing down before picking it way up again yeah it's definitely yeah inconsistent pacing is a problem pretty pretty much across the board uh on a lot of i don't know that's not even fair to say i i, I mean this one specifically feels very bad and maybe it's just yeah. because i just left like we just watched them and then like the movies I watched afterwards were like, you know, Kung Fu movies and stuff. And then this was the very next like B movie I watched. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it like just in comparison to there's just like missteps. And I don't know if it is like pacing issue wise, because you can do interesting like lore dumps. You can do interesting like here's yeah. an explanation about where we're at in the world. Well, here's I what, you know. But I think it's I think it's an issue of pacing, but also the way that just the way movies were were done in this time period, because they're still shot yeah. almost like you're watching a play, especially when it is just the human characters, because it's just we put a camera on a tripod and go. Yeah, 
you then, guys act. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, I guess that's something I, I appreciate about that. This era of, of film. Yeah. It's really, it works. Ooh, it works. It's before like naturalism really took off, but that's like that little hint of naturalism is what makes the start of uh, of them so good by comparison mm-hmm. with this one which is a very yeah. theatrical intro um but yeah yeah it is very like you know the the announcer in the back of the house in the yeah. tech booth talking <laughs> into a microphone and then yeah. they raise the curtain and these guys are walking <laughs> onto the set hello um, yeah yeah it, it 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 feels very it feels very play like more so yeah, than yeah. A lot of other movies because we're just like it feels like we are sitting there watching these guys yeah and i think that like if they if they had been able to do more interesting camera work i think that would have helped a lot yeah and i mean a lot of that is just limitations because you know like like kyle mentioned we were talking about them like the camera's like what 300 pounds (laughs) i mean but you know we watched uh what was it daimajin you know they were doing uh, flips and and dips with the the camera, you know. Well, yeah, but that was like almost ten years later. Oh, well, that's fair. Yeah, they yeah. they're running with a VW bus, uh, with a lens on it, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, like there's either you got a dolly shot because you're in a big mm-hmm. open area, or you got a tripod shot. <laughs> you got a tripod because you are in the police chief's office. <laughs> um, yeah, this is it. Black Scorpion is an interesting movie because I would call it like eighty percent great yeah and then that 20% is just literally when the black scorpions aren't present <laughs> well we'll get to that in a second because we should probably yeah. talk about cinematography uh well I mean, we're already talking about cinematography well yeah I guess design. we kind of <laughs> we slid into we that we accidentally did the perfect segue <laughs> here um, all this ooh. time I've been trying to do segue after segue this whole episode and finally here you know what we just had to let go we just had to yeah just had to, had to let go and do what comes to, natural. Just had to be present, you know. <laughs> um, sound design uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. It's funny that we watch this after them. <laughs> it's them. It's them again, but with a little uh, yeah. roar. A little roar added. They add a little roar, but yeah, it is the it is the reused recordings. Like it is exactly Straight the same. Straight up, the exact it is the, same. The bird and frog is the frog chirps. Yeah, the high pitch for the big ants. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, which you know what. If if it ain't broke, because I mean it still works. It's still creepy sound. Yeah, and it's it's a good way to herald the monster. And I it the whereas them they did a sort of like building. Yeah, we're almost like it starts quiet and then gets louder as they show up. This kind of starts because yeah. the scorpions just appear. Hello, <laughs> um, which is almost scarier. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. well. It's sudden and shocking. It's like their their noise is a jump scare, <laughs> but then yeah. they on top of their little like wee, 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 wee noise, they do have like a little. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I, I can't replicate it because it my throat has completely cinched up at this point. But it, you know what the uh uh when he first takes the serum in in Morbius. <laughs> And Jared Leto does that little like, rah, like into yeah, the mirror. yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's like oh, I'm turning. Oh, I'm Morbin. I'm Morbin out. Oh, I'm Morbin. <laughs> uh, and then cut to Matt Smith dancing for 25 minutes. That's how I would. God, that's how I would have shot that's, the film. To be fair, that's also what I would have done to make. I also would have made them kiss at the end. 
That's oh, I how the movie would. My camera's not working right now, but I did the, I did my favorite part of the Matt Smith dance. Oh yeah, your camera's. <laughs> you saw me, babe. Okay, somebody appreciated someone, it. Someone was there for it. Yeah. Was it the um, when he's he's doing a little like hand walk? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's the best part. <laughs> it's universally beloved. Oh, it's so fun. I really oh hope that Matt Smith was just doing that, and that there wasn't like. He wasn't like he didn't know they were filming. He was just yeah. He was just having fun. fun. Yeah, he was just having a good time. That was just his pump up mix, getting ready to shoot the scene. Um, speaking of Matt Smith, just doing it. Yeah. Uh, the so like this is this movie is remembered as a special effects powerhouse. Yeah. Um, and like beyond the again, incredibly well done stop motion. Yeah. For the for the scorpions, there's also some cool layering effects they do. Oh, like very the, good. The volcano yeah. is three different layers. There's the yeah. the you know landscape shot. There's a shot of an actual like you know of like a mound that they made, and then there's a third shot which is this you know spew of smoke, and they layer all three together in a way that doesn't diminish the brightness of any layer. Yeah, which was awesome. It was awesome. so good. I mean, uh, like. Awesome. When we watched Guanji, it was like so noticeable. Maybe it's just like one of the benefits of like black and white photography is like you can. I think so. I mean, it's like uh, when you have your CGI covered by by having the scene set at night. Yeah, you know that's why Jurassic Park and like the 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 middle fight in Pacific Rim looks so good. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, there's also some cool when they when they are electrocuting the scorpion at the end. Yeah. Um, which again, the stop motion scorpion is just, it just starts freaking out, just rolling around, just, oh, it's good. But they also put some little like spark explosions over it. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a way that is not seamlessly integrated, but no. I find it really charming. charming. I like it a lot. Charming yeah. is a really good word for a lot of the weirder special effects in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they really went for it. They had no budget left. <laughs> ah, whatever. Just draw <laughs> some sparks best. on there. Um, yeah, uh, the cinematography outside of that is, uh, very like, yeah, like we said, very tripod centric, mm-hmm. very like, uh, the, you know, the moments where it is a romance, do you feel like they're shot very like, uh, like soap opera E, you know, or yeah, they're um, trying to do that. The, the days of our, well, I guess days of our lives wasn't no, a thing yet, no, but yeah, no. they were trying to do that very like. Uh, Casablanca you know. romance sequences. Yeah, you know? emotional <laughs> strings, and then yeah. they hold each other and look at each other, and it's like, oh, here's looking at you, kiddo. <laughs> she kisses him, and then uh, he kisses her back, uh, and because uh, the first kiss, like he like has his mouth shut all weird, which is very funny. Oh yeah, they do the fifties. Uh, we're gonna rub our mouths together. To it will. The a kiss. second one was a real kiss, but it was very funny. Uh, and then, you know, he's like, what'd you do that for? And she's like, er, no, she says, what did you do that for? And he's like, I wanted to see what you would do. And it's like, what? God, what? that sucks. God, that sucks so much. <laughs> so weird. It was a different time. I mean, to be fair, she initiated, right? It's like, remember when those pickup artists were doing that thing where they're like, you just walk up to a girl and hug her for 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. And you just don't let go. Yeah. It reminds me of, it reminds me of that. Oh. Ugh. God. But yeah, it was a it was a different time. Uh, mm. Well here um, we are. Do you want to move on to final thoughts? <laughs> yeah. 
I think everybody's on the edge of their seats to find out what we thought of this movie. Uh, do you want me to start or do you want to start it? You go. You know what? Huh? You go first. Oh, thank you. Um, so I I did enjoy this movie. I think this this was a just a fun romp. It it was weird enough that like you know it, it, like I don't know. It, it's right on that edge where I think that it's not as good as them. But the special effects, the monster effects are, are way better than them. But the movie is them. constructed yeah. not as well. Um, that being said. It's almost like they, they flipped their sort of virtues. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to make a sacrifice. There's like a bravery in their them storytelling, you know. Yeah. They kill one of their dudes. <laughs> um, it's, it's just so, it's so earnest. Yeah. Um. I did really like it though. I remember watching this the first time was way back when we did the first uh, uh, Kaiju quarantine thing back in like 2020. Um, oh yeah. And that was like my first experience with it. I was like, this is really good. I was like riveted. I was glued to my seat. Uh, the, the second time I watched this having just come off of them, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I suddenly these flaws became really noticeable because I was, Kind of like I was so keyed in on how well uh, them had set its story up. Um, this is still very, very charming. The ca- the characters are all like in that very 50s transatlantic way. Very like fun to listen to. Uh, yeah. They're they're like back and forth are typically uh, either sweet or funny. Um, and, you know. Uh, I wanted them all to survive, uh, but I never felt like they were in harm's way. Uh, the special effects are so good. It's so good. It's worth watching just for the train sequence, honestly. Mm. And you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck from the whole movie. It's not like just skip to this one scene, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I like it. I, I recommend it. It's yeah, it's it's been one of my favorites. It was uh in my my bug movie rotation when I was a kid. <laughs> it was them, Black Scorpion and the Giant Mantis that I remember very fondly. Um uh yeah, the special effects are so incredibly good mm, that it yeah. covers for the sort of shortcomings that have that it has in other parts of the movie. Mhm. And uh, I will say, listen, you should watch the movie in its entirety. <laughs> but if you're short on time, <laughs> there are um, there are multiple supercuts on YouTube of just the scorpion sequences. But you're not going to see the whole uh, bug pit, yeah. which is basically the, the cut spider pit from King Kong. And I think that <laughs> makes that scene worth watching. And also it's hilarious how much like how they are like pretending to be in danger and the scorpions could easily have killed them, but they just don't. So yeah. they can <laughs> like, they do that thing where they like lunge at them, but Oh, stop. Just, Oh, oh <laughs> stop. Just there. Um, and it is hilarious immediately after that, where they like cave in the cave and they're just like, that's that. We are done. I love that multiple people like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of hammy moments that also fit that kind of like B movie, uh, feel that I just want out of this era of film. So yeah, that's another good point. I, I, I didn't bring that up. 
Yeah, it is the the epitome of the. I said this about them, but I honestly think <laughs> the Black Scorpion fits it more. Yeah, it is the the epitome of this kind of uh, drive-in monster movie. Yeah, um, it's definitely the archetype of the late fifties because the you know we were starting to lose interest in it and we wanted to see. I think I think the sort of zeitgeist was moving more towards like thrillers yeah like uh uh hitchcock was about to kind of explode onto the scene in yeah. a big big way um <laughs> but yeah like the fact that they ran out of money halfway through which uh isn't going to help to to bring people back to these sort of creature features yeah um, yeah it is a it is a you know what it is an interesting time capsule <laughs> for where movies were in terms of how they were being made yeah, and how these kind of genre films were, were viewed by the public. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I agree. Man, I like it. Rob, I, Rob, I did it again. <laughs> like mana from heaven, man. Where does he, where does he, how does he do it? How, how does he keep where doing he, it? Where does he get it from? How does he keep doing that? How does he keep doing that? <laughs> Um uh yeah. Yeah. So that was good. uh that was our episode on Black Scorpion. Sure uh, was, Rob. How do you feel? I feel good. Uh there there's uh there's a few things I should note right here. Uh first off, I'm gonna have to splice in uh the uh the all of the all the boys, all the all the homies at the the Patreon. Uh all the writer dies. They uh they're all uh Unfortunately, that's on a list that only Kyle can access because <laughs> I can't see the Patreon. He keeps so, it in a safe under his pillow. Yeah. Uh, he sleeps on a giant. Like, we don't talk it's, about it enough. It's a like a big, like, a almost big, novelty size safe. Yeah. And then he's just got can't a pillow kind of leaned up against it. Doesn't seem like it's, but, you know, I mean, you know, he, you know, you do you. I'm going to be talking to Mark Sweatland about uh, breaking it open. Yeah. Uh, so he can do it in record time. <laughs> Um, his fists. It's uh, uh. So I'll be splicing uh last episode's list in there because that was the most up to date. Uh, another thing. Unfortunately, uh, Kyle was uh, very preoccupied with going to this, and we never got word back on what next month. Whose month is next month? So unfortunately, oh. I don't know exactly what next month is, but I believe. It's mine, and if it is, we'll be, uh, we'll be going to the final frontier. Uh, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll splice that in here and announce what the movies are after I talk to Kyle uh, tomorrow. Um, so uh, uh, until then, Cameron, would you give us a thirteen seventy five, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll hear from Kyle in a bit. Listen, I'd love to. I'd love to do this this bit for you. I know we have yeah. a lot of fun with the thirteen seventy five. Yeah. But, um, I'm just going to lay it out for you. I thought it would be kind of a fun gimmick to bring in a scorpion to interview on the show. Yeah. And kind of gather her thoughts on how she felt she was being represented in the film. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. As soon as I opened the box, she did skitter away at speeds. I didn't think a scorpion was capable of. Okay. Okay. So it's just, it's in the room with us is what you're she's saying. Some, she's somewhere in the room. Okay. And I did kind of, you know, I mentioned my technique for getting the scorpions at Petco into the box. Yeah. I kind of did that, so I kind of kidnapped her from oh. whatever she was doing, so she's probably upset. Oh, no. So she's in the room. Oh, God. Um, do you still have the tongs? 
No. Cameron, where are the tongs? tongs in like almost oh, 10 years. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, and well. Like, uh, you know, about an hour ago, the lights just kind of cut off. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, and I tried to call the front desk, and the phone was dead. Um, um, so that's that's not looking great. Uh, well, for thirteen seventy five this month, we'll be, uh, we'll be buying a, a pair of tongs uh, so we can try and <laughs> capture this loose scorpion. Uh, Buy Cameron. a pair of tongs. Give them to one of those Amazon drones to fly it directly <laughs> to me because time is of the essence. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, you'll be hearing from uh, either me or me and Kyle or Kyle in just a few minutes. Uh, and until then, uh, we'll see you all in the next episode of Tokyo Lives. Bye. <laughs> Rob she found me. Rob she found me. <laughs> no, no, no. And that was the last I heard of Cameron. Uh, it's a real bummer, honestly. Um, but hey, I'm glad you. I'm glad you could uh, join me real quick for uh, for the bumps and uh, to yes. help set up uh, help set up next month. Say hey, Kyle, how's it going? Uh, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, without any further ado, let's uh, let's do the bumps. Sure. Uh, so, uh, well, should we do the bumps first or the announce the announce of the episodes first? Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're right. I should, we should probably yeah. Okay. So I, I I hinted I hinted that we'd be going to the final frontier, and uh. in fact, we actually for real are. Uh, next month will be space month. Yeah. Uh, we'll be starting off with uh, the classic. I've only seen the, the image is so haunting. Never actually watched the movie. We'll be starting off with Dogara. Yes. Uh, weird space squid boy. Really the excited. Infamous, uh, infamous for Tokyo Lives Dogara, where Kyle thought Dogara <laughs> was space amoeba and space amoeba was Dogara. He looks like a, a space amoeba. It looks, looks way, like in your defense, looks way more like a space amoeba than any of the monsters in space amoeba. In space amoeba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, Marissa uh, yeah. may not let that slide. I'll let it slide. <laughs> Um, uh, it'll be fun. Um, and then after that, uh, Rob has a Tokyo Signals Tokyo for... Tokyo Signals uh, will be uh, uh, going to a galaxy far, far away. That's right. We'll be talking about the Zillow Beast episodes of uh, of Clone Wars. Two uh, episodes. Two episodes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I've done multi-episode yeah. <laughs> things in the past. It'll be fun. It's it's one contiguous story. It's not, yes. you know. yes. Uh, but this so. time it's a it's a Godzilla story, but with lightsabers, which is very cool. It's a Godzilla <laughs> and King Kong story. That's yeah, it is mixed pretty well together. Yeah, uh, and I'm I've got a special guest lined up. Uh, they've been really excited to talk about that. But Kyle's definitely more the Star Wars nerd in the group. So uh, if you're going to be free, I might join for that yeah. one. That one would be a fun one for me to join. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see what what schedule looks like. That's fair. Uh, but, if uh, that, but if that doesn't work out, there's always the Mandalorian episodes. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Great dragon. Woohoo! Um, and then finally, we'll round out that month uh, with uh, uh, the movie that. I'm I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Most people know it as the response to G98. Uh, <laughs> is uh, we will be watching uh, Godzilla 2000, um, and uh, we can say it here. We will be talking mostly about the American version, mm-hmm. uh, which is Godzilla 2000, um, and I will uh, be watching both versions. But I've mm-hmm. seen both versions back to back before. Uh, objectively, I think that the uh, American version is better edited mm. uh, and has better soundtrack. 
and has awesome. uh, some some just like just some slight differences that I think help the pacing of the movie. Mm. So, uh, but I'll I'll come with the knowledge of Godzilla 1999, and we can talk about both of them kind of in the same episode. Nice. Uh, funny enough, originally this was actually going to be a to- a uh, G Fest panel. Yeah. Uh, that we were going to have. Uh, Right before the pandemic started, we, we signed up to do got it. approved <laughs> to do a G Fest panel, and we were so excited. And then, not but like three three days later, it was yeah, like it was less than COVID. <laughs> it was like surprise, oh, geez. And so we all got super nervous, like, oh, are we even going to do it? And then it got canceled pretty quickly thereafter. It was like, ah, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about Godzilla 2000, which is great. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about a Godzilla movie. Uh, November is chock full of Godzilla stuff, though. We have some really good plans for, oh, boy. Uh, for Godzilla in November. Um, but, uh, but this will be a good, uh, prelude to that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, we have the rest of the year planned out. Rob and I actually just did that yesterday. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we have some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, and then December, just so you guys know ahead of time will be fan month. Fan uh, month. As we always do. Uh, so, uh, Patreon, uh, guys you need to get your your votes ready to go yeah um, should we just ask them really early so we can put up the vote it, yeah, in november that's, and that's then at the end do. of yeah. november have like the results i think that'd be that's, best that's what i was gonna do yeah hell yeah so we'll, we'll probably ask for yeah i'll ask for your stuff uh beginning of november we'll put up the votes for both the fans and ours our picks um and uh that would be that'll be what I what I would suggest. Uh, the only request I make, and I know you guys probably aren't going to listen to this, is I actually would request you do not choose anything Godzilla in this fan. <laughs> uh, the only reason why I say that is because it's anytime a definite win. Godzilla shows up, it's a definite win. Yeah. Um, and we we don't He's have the that many of the Godzilla movies left, uh, so yeah. we're trying to kind of stretch them out a little bit. Um, we have some plans uh, for. Once we finish off the Godzilla franchise, to like go back and look at certain sections of it in different Some ways. More, but. Yeah, like I think a lot of the bigger, like a lot of the other like uh, kaiju podcasts have done, kind of like they've gone through the whole Showa and then they do a Showa retrospective. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we were always kind of just like hopping around to like whatever the vibe was, mm-hmm. we haven't had like a contiguous like Showa retrospective. Yeah, as I, you know, Heisei re- retrospective. Yeah, and I mean, especially the Heisei, that'll be very yeah. like, cool to watch them all back to back. Yeah, and then be able to talk about them as one big thing. Yeah. I think that'll be really cool down the line when we're finished with uh, like catching up on every Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a future yep. date kind of thing. Yeah, no, I did specify movies. Uh, there are plenty of Godzilla comic series True. that if you want to choose one of those, that's fine. Yes. Um, because, yeah, we're so backlogged on that. I mean, there's <laughs> new comics still coming out right now for Godzilla from IDW that it's yeah. just, like adding to our list. So, but um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so real quick, I'll do the bumps. Uh, so thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are awesome for supporting us. Uh, and once again, uh, Keep an eye out for that vote uh, uh, question uh, at the beginning of November. Also, for the $15 patrons, don't forget that your shirt is coming up as well. So I will send you a separate message for all that, just kind of confirming I've got with a, all of you. I've got a very, very dumb design. I am now uh, – uh, I'm, I'm in talks with a few different artists to see whomst would nice. like to do it the most. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, 
I'm I'm aiming dumb. It's not going to be as like it's you know you'll be, be able to wear this one in public without <laughs> feeling embarrassed. It's not the Yeti nipple again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a little bit more you know uh, a little bit more socially acceptable perhaps. So <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, so thank you to behind the mask thirteen thirteen ceased. Stafford, Caleb Talley, Damon Noyes, Joe Jira, Jonathan BBK Nerd, Joshua, uh, Melissa Carter, Big Odillo, Cool Man Cottenham, Jag Butcher, Uis, Nathan Towns, Nugget Coon, Solid Snake, William Kish, Jack Horowitz, uh, Minya Fan, uh, Nicholas Whale, Taylor Ward, Chris Britt, Eric Schuster, Joshua Lynch, and Oda. Uh, uh, Minya Fan is brand new, so hey. welcome to the Patreon. I uh, see so you're a $5 patron. Uh, which is going to get you those uh, After Dark episodes. Oh. Uh, so look forward to those. If you haven't checked out any of those, we talk about random stuff. Uh, it's really, really a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Facebook, just search for us, Tokyo Lives. You'll find us very easily. At Tokyo Lives Cast is our Twitter. We're super active on there. We post things all the time. Um, usually about a post a day, honestly, on our Twitter. Uh, one of one of Rob or I will post something if it's just fan art or a funny thing that we noticed. Um, and then uh, TokyoListPodcast.com is the website. Uh, check out all of our old articles and fun stuff that we've done in the past. Um, we've fallen behind on articles and stuff, but there just hasn't been much to talk about. Uh, yeah, without I mean, personal could... opinion pieces, and those are yeah. kind of like we have like sparks of ideas, and then we talk about it, and then it's like okay, time to sit down and write, and then it's like ah, but yeah. it's time or, for another or we episode. Just talk about it in the after dark. <laughs> See, <it's>... that's <laughs> then we yeah. If yeah. by the way, uh, uh, shout outs to our Patreon. If you've ever wondered what we thought about other modern movies, and not just like you know. Uh, giant monster stuff uh, check us out there <laughs> yeah we usually we usually have a movie section for sure. um but anyway uh yeah so uh if you leave us a review on itunes we do read them out on the cast we mm-hmm. do really appreciate any feedback of course um we have not had a brand new review well that's not true we've had a brand new review but it was only just a five-star review without any text to it so there's Fair, nothing yeah. to read for that but uh but uh yeah we do appreciate any any reviews or anything that you guys give us on itunes yeah uh it really helps us out um let's see there was one thing i was going to mention oh yeah if you um if you are a patron uh and you are interested in listening to the after dark oh, yes. on your podcast uh like program your app whichever one whatever app you want to use uh the way to do that and and so i thank you to i can't remember who said it in the discord uh but somebody somebody figured it out on the discord so i just wanted to give a shout out to it so essentially all you have to do is is go to your patron and find the uh the rss feed for the after dark and uh, plug that into your uh your uh, podcast app and it should allow you to listen to the after dark images or after dark uh episodes on your podcast app uh i'm not quite sure how to do it but uh i I do know (laughs) that it involves your rss feed and i don't know where that goes in whatever app but i'm sure you could look it up but that is a way for you to do that if you are if you are wanting to listen to those after darks in your app instead of going through the patreon page because sometimes the patreon page is a little glitchy so um yeah uh but other than that um Hope you guys enjoyed Black Scorpion. I wasn't there for it. Uh, uh, real quick, I guess least least favorite moment. I hated that the movie like just turned into a date movie, I, in the middle of the movie. I made sure to announce. I, I oh, added that you. in the least favorite moments. 
thank you, thank you, because that that really bothered me. Um, but I loved uh, I love all the uh, the scorpion effects, even though some of them look a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, uh, like the, the ones where they just drew a scorpion oh, on the God. frame. Where Cameron, you can see through it. <laughs> Cameron had a pretty good uh, uh, Tokyo tidbit about that. Uh, oh, they ran go. out of money. Uh, turns oh, out. good. So they were just like, uh, "This is supposed to be the bat. It's supposed to be what was uh, like the uh, the second cell, right mm-hmm. between like the 3D animated and the actual mm-hmm. film cell. It was supposed to be the shadow of the monster. And then they were just like, we ran out of money, so we're just gonna put that on the screen. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Uh, it was really funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed Black Scorpion. We'll be back beginning of next month uh to talk about uh dogra and then we will be talking about godzilla 2000 at the end of the month so Yeehaw. it's gonna be a fun month next month blast All off right. <laughs> bye everybody bye everyone